happens when you stop seeing people what happens when you stop seeing people behind bars as criminals and start seeing them as human beings welcome to sentences storytellers beyond bars the podcast where we explore the impact of the criminal justice system in our communities so hey welcome to another episode of sentences and this is alfred and we have a familiar voice back on the podcast Hi, everybody. This is Lizette. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I'm so happy. Super happy. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure our listeners are super happy also. I'm like so glad to be back. So how's it been? So it's been a year? I think it's a year. Said? Yeah, I was thinking about that on the drive over. Oh, my a God. Year. And what's been happening this whole year? Um, a lot of school stuff was happening. I Wait. totally just did a mouth pop. <laughs> like, <laughs> sigh. <laughs> Have you watched The Lion King? Yes. Where he's like, how are you doing in a few, as few words as possible? <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm kidding. Doing. No, no, <laughs> That's how we are. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I was doing a lot of school stuff, um, trying to just get a lot of, like, myself together in terms of, like, emotional stuff. I was going through a lot. So that's a little bit of the reason, like, a little bit of context as to why I, I kind of stepped away. Um, but I, it's nice to come back to recover. Yeah. A little break is nice. Yeah. A little mental health uh, uh, prioritization is always really good. And shout out to you. You were very kind in reminding me that it's okay for me to step back and like take care of myself. That's always hard for me to remember. Um, so big thanks to Alfred. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I I feel like I have a break coming up soon. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of other stuff I want to do. I get really excited about this project every time I return to it. Um, I've also taken a, like an unannounced break from releasing episodes. I'm sure people have noticed. <laughs> But I am motivated to come back for sure. I'm motivated to be more consistent and I want to grow this project. I really do. Yeah. And um, we're going to get there. Yes. I think so. And it's a team effort. I I haven't been alone. You know, I, I, you know, I started with you and Jose and then we built a team around us Mm -hmm. and then we had um, Tobias and uh, Lily and a bunch of other people. people. Yeah. They all stepped up and I think that allows for other people to take breaks yeah. When we need to, because this is a pretty, um, pretty heavy project. If yeah. you think about it, right? We're, you know, the project's trying to do. Um, it's important work, but as with all, a lot of other like grassroots work and nonprofit work and community work, like it just takes a huge toll on you emotionally mm-hmm. and time wise and all that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so not so often, I should say, we talk about like emotional labor and stuff, and that. That's it's heavy. It's heavy work. Yeah. It what's is. emotional labor? Like, just what? What do you define it as? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> In one word, <laughs> no. uh, no. labor. Oh, I, guess. Uh, I don't know. A, a lot of times, just. Like, even that, right, I I, fe- I felt like, uh, so going back to stepping away, I felt like even coming in, I was just being super heavy. Like, my energy was just maybe too much, and I felt like I was putting that onto all the people that I was working on projects with. So also, like, Is being this accountable. Before? Uh, yeah, before I stepped away, right? So also just kind of being accountable for myself and stepping away and recognizing that I don't want to push that onto other people, so I need to do that work for myself. Kind I of see. figure out where I'm at. Um, check in with myself. Yeah. Um, check in with other people, so. That's hard. Yeah. As much as I tell people to do that, I don't do that as much as I should myself. <laughs> um, but emotional labor, to me, I think I see it as um, it's, it's labor, right? It's work. It's mm-hmm. part of the it's part of the the, the name, right? Um, like effective labor, right? We think about when you're working with uh, social workers or, or tutors, yeah. right? And we're, we're more familiar with it, like working yeah. as a tutor or an instructor. Um, you you not only work on the writing or you not only work on the case, but mm-hmm. you're also working as some sort of counselor, emotional support for that person. Yeah. And that support, like you're, that's something that's not necessarily um, explicit 
when you're hired for that position or not in the job description, not, Alfred? <laughs> maybe in that 5% that they say other responsibility. Yeah. This is also really big when it comes to academia and mm-hmm. professors of color or, you know, marginal people, who, professors that represent like marginalized populations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times they're that one source of support for that one queer brown student right. on campus, but they don't get compensated mm-hmm. for that work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get into questions of like, capitalism and like fair equal pay and what yeah. are we get paid for and it's just a whole other thing but okay so this brings us to what I kind of want to talk about uh, this first time with Lizette back because she's yeah. been gone for a year but just because she's been gone doesn't mean she's been like MIA and mm-hmm. everything she's been really busy doing you know a lot of work at the university um, and I want to hear more about that especially the work that you've been doing with Words Caged yeah. and some of the challenges that come with working as a grad student um, in the community because this is fairly new for Cal State mm-hmm. it's where at least uh, the English department is, is trying more and more to become an engaged st- uh, engaged studies or I forgot what I the term that, is yeah yeah so essentially close enough yeah <laughs> essentially they're trying to become more and more involved in the surrounding community that's getting yeah. the students involved in projects and making projects and assignments um, where students have to go on out in, in the community and and so this is because it's new like it's just new for everybody and students are trying to are struggling uh, or there's new challenges that come up with mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and I know Lizette and a couple of other people working on the Words in Cage project have been at the forefront of that and I want to hear I want to hear more about that so yeah so Words in Cage has completely just taken off uh, a year ago I'm trying to think to where we were uh, a year ago Ellie and I were going Ellie was Dr. Roy's grad student at the time And we were going to Barbara's at the brewery every meeting, just trying to get people to come in, to be interested. Uh, We were trying to pick up uh, some more of the writing from the guys to maybe publish new works or publish a new book. And the work wasn't coming in because like we've talked about before, getting work in and out of the prison is challenging. Uh, And Ellie was sort of a a middleman trying to get everything from Dr. Roy, but Dr. Roy is also really busy and... I'm looking to where we're at now, and we have we just did Lit Lit like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Uh, I don't know what that is. So Lit Lit was the Little Literary Fair. Uh, it was hosted by Hauserworth. Okay. Uh, so we were at their like gallery space in downtown, which was really cool. Oh, also yeah, Words and Cage <laughs> has a space downtown. At yeah, the there's a lot. There's so much <laughs> that's that's intense and and it's exciting. And with all of these new big projects, are like little people scrambling to make them come together. Um, and a lot of that responsibility falls on a lot of the grad students that you're talking about, Ellie, Eric, Jose, myself, who just show up to help. Yeah. Um, and doing what we've done, even what we do here, right? You just kind of work as to facilitate. Uh, you're just there as like a middle person to get these stories heard, to share what these guys are doing right. in Lancaster. Um, but that facilitation is super important for this for this to keep going. Yeah, it's hard. And it's hard because because we are the little people, right? We are just the grad students. We're not always in at all of the meetings where all of the big decisions are made or where all of the big events are yeah. dated and like all of that stuff happens. Yeah. So it's hard to just really sit down and have somebody say, this is what's happening on this day. This is what we're doing. We're kind of all just scrambling like, what have you heard? What have you heard? Where are you at? Yeah. Um, so that's where we're like, okay, where are we at this time? So some of the challenges are, are creating some sort of like legacy document maybe or some sort of key Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and having people come in to continue, right? You can't have uh, a legacy without people who are continuously working on it and are interested. 
Uh, and it's hard. Uh, also, as college students, as grad students, we have jobs and a lot of people have families. So it's yeah. hard to have people really be invested when there's so many other responsibilities that they have. And there's no immediate compensation other than just knowing that you're helping something or helping something, a bigger project, right? And that's hard to talk about because uh, everybody who's involved in the project, including myself in the past and, and now, but more so people who are currently involved, um, everyone's in it. No one's in it for the money, I should Mm-mm. say. No one is in it because they're going to get paid well or because, yeah. they're, you know, this is not one of those um, situations. But the reality is, like, you still, you still need to get paid for that work somehow, mm-hmm. right? Because... If not, then you risk become or that organization organization be, risks becoming just another one of those nonprofits that really preys on people's um, investment, right? Personal okay. investment in that project mm-hmm. and the community. And there's a, there are a lot of nonprofits that do that that will lowball people because they know that the work's going to get done because those people that they hire are involved, mm-hmm. are invested, I should say. Um, and I'm not saying that that happens intentionally, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that happens. That's what's happening with Words and Cage. I'm just saying um, there needs to be more of atten- more attention paid to that, mm-hmm. specifically with Words and Cage, because it's working with the university, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In ten- um, tangential or whatever, I still think that it's still a responsibility of the org or whoever's running it to ensure that the students, because you know, students are already exploited. Um, on so many levels uh, through by the university, right? Whether they're TAs or graduate assistantships or whatever, um, and being and having to pay for tuition and students in general, right? That's a yeah. whole other discussion. Right. But I think this work is important. Yes, and you guys are you can't minimize that role that you guys all play. Um, Thank you. And I don't think anyone is intentionally doing that, but it's easy to to kind of let that slip through the cracks when there are other yeah. things. And so the other thing that's kind of been happening for me. Uh, personally, like uh, as a consequence of that, is that it just you kind of get lost in it, right? Like a lot of it just becomes selling things to people. Uh, and right now, I, this is something that I think about all the time: the conversation that we had with Lily and the revolutionary scholars about having other people come in and have a stake in this project, uh, which is it's cool because people are interested and they want to help. But it's also just like a hot topic. It's something that's happening right now that's popping. So it's trendy. It's in, trendy for, for a lot yeah. of other people, right? And trends fade. And this isn't something that I want to just fade, right? Like, if we're talking about a legacy and something that's continuous, yeah. um, I kind of, like, sit there. The Houserworth event was really cool. It was really exciting. I saw Tobias signing books. I saw Jeff, Jeff, who was also signing books and telling people, like, hey, my poem is published on this page in that book, uh, sharing the stories of how they've been inside the prison and that now they're outside and Words in Cage helped them to get there. And that, to me, was really important, seeing that transition uh, and going from writing letters to these guys inside to now seeing them outside and having them talk with people in public spaces, right? With these like uppity people almost. Um, yeah. uh, and having us be there with them, just having them take up space uh, was really cool for me to watch that. But also I'm watching all of these people buy these like one of a kind zines that are like artworks and just drop money. Like, like, like I'm stabbing my fingers. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but just drop money like that. And I was like, wow, this, this is what I'm doing. I've become some sort of salesperson. Um, and but it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's also kind of what's necessary, right? Like, yeah. we need to do it. That's, that's, what, the, that's what I was going to get at. Because I think that, like, there are a few people. Ah, it's weird. Because trends, you're right. Trends fade. But this, like, this lucha, this fight has been going on for years and years and yeah. years and years, right? So... Maybe prison abolition trending is or reformation trending is an opportunity for yes for the the movement to 
get another le- go on another level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, I don't know, it's hard because I have that personal conflict also. I hate the whole business side of like running this kind of stuff, and I hate yeah. I'm horrible at like marketing and I'm horrible at playing that game. Me too. Horrible, <laughs> yeah. horrible. Um, but I feel like if this is what I, if this is what's gonna what it's gonna take to get these stories out there yeah. or to help this project grow or words and case right Great. you know there are people in that um, space that are way more comfortable than others and that's a strength yes. and so I think we need to seek out those people like even I do I need to seek out those people and say hey I'm, this is a weak point for me but I see that you're really good at this and mm-hmm. can you would you be willing to help me out yeah um, that way I can I have my strengths and I can play at that and then they can play at that yeah but it's it's such a constant struggle for me um I'm stuck between do I resist it and, and try to revolutionize a, the that arena and by with my little project or mm-hmm. do I need to play into that in order to help my project grow? Right. Like how do you reconcile both of those things? And do you or do you compromise? I don't know. Yeah. I, that, that, for me, that's what I've been kind of dealing with what, and what, watching what does your gut tell this you? project get bigger. I want to resist. I want to fight it. Yeah. But I know that it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a conversation with uh, one of my mentors on campus and I was telling her that I met the dean of like the, the college that uh, we're in. I won an award and she was like, hey, um, the dean came up and introduced herself to me after I'd met her like a couple of times. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, we've met. And I introduced my dad to her and I sat down and I had that conversation with my mentor. And she was like, yeah, Lizette, but that's what you have to do. She's like, you need to get to know those people so that you can use those people to get to where you want. Mm-hmm. They're going to fund your projects. They're going to fund this department. I They're the ones you. that are going to do that. And I, and I looked at her and she's like, I know, I know you don't want to do this, but that's what it takes. Yeah. She's like, we got to learn how to like play the field. Part of my discomfort is that I've never learned how to play that game. Mm-hmm. Right. And we have never had anybody... Uh, any mentor at least I haven't had any mentor in that space that would tell me like this is okay you mm-hmm. just gotta do it this way and this and that so because it's new I'm uncomfortable and I and because I know understand the problems with it I, I just want to resist yeah but yeah you're right maybe we need to learn how to take up space and we need to find mentors that help us like or connect with people that help us do that mm-hmm. um because, yeah, she's right, right? Like, yeah. we, we need that presence. Yeah, and then I see people do it so often and so easily, right? People who have had these privileges through and through just not even ask, right? Like, I need this, I need this, I need this. And they get the things that they ask for. And I'm like, I'm happy I have a space. Thank you. Yeah. See you guys later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a cultural thing, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, That's, right? Yeah. That's, um, so what are some of the biggest... Um, so we know some of the biggest challenges now. Yeah. Is there other stuff that you think are... Uh, I think it's just kind of that... Um, yeah, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm just complaining about all of it. It's just, it's become a lot. And it, it, the, the organization grew, like, really quickly, really steadfastly. Um, and it's been really cool to watch it just uh, transpire. Tell us some of the stuff that's come up now that you have, we or the project has a space in downtown. So we have a space in downtown uh, at the Medallion off of 4th and Main. Uh, and it's been really cool. One of the most exciting things that uh, I got to just listen to was Tobias talk about having keys and having access to someone that somebody trusted him with keys. And I was like yeah like this is your space right um so watching that has been really cool um we've been able to host uh like gallery events um so we use the spaces like a gallery and then we started doing these things called vinyl sundays um and people did we though uh, okay no it happened twice so i'm I'm gonna say yes (laughs) 
Um, so, so, okay, so that's the thing, right? It's cool to have a space. We have this huge space that I, I want to be accessible. Utilized, right? Yeah, to be utilized, but because there's so few of us who have time to really be there and actually have this space open all the time. Um, we don't do as much with it as we can. So that's kind of where we're at. How can we utilize this space for everybody to have it more open more often so that more people can come in and either see what our mission is about so we can get more of these books out. So maybe of the team of grad students that you have or maybe teaming up with some of the guys that just got out, mm-hmm. maybe it could be two people that could be in charge of the calendar of this for the space. Yeah. And then having... Um, like literally reaching out and setting up these these projects mm-hmm. and, and then maintaining a schedule of events. Yeah. So we had a meeting with Jose a couple of weeks ago, myself, Ellie, Eric, and Jose. So we're the grad students who have been consistently working now for the org and with the org. And Jose was pretty good about that. Like what events can we do and who can host these? Who can be here on these days? And just kind of getting like, because Jose and I started school again, Ellie and Eric just finished the program. So when do we have time to dedicate to this? Yeah. Um, but it, th- that came by. That was something that came. So we talked about like hosting open mic nights. We talked about maybe like a movie night because all the walls in the space are white, um, and there's a nice little like yard patio area outside. I don't know what to call it. Uh huh. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like then, a patio, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, there's so it's like in a cool space, and we can do things with it. But just trying to figure out what and who, at what time. And also, this is a really good experience because. Um, for whoever does it because they'll have to deal with the, the tenant or the owner of the space mm-hmm. and they'll have to deal with like different um, permits and finding out like what does that cost and do we need to have a permit for this event but not for that one mm-hmm. all that's super valuable I think it's a really good opportunity for people to get that experience and it's also going to help the space and the org yeah so all of the logistical matters that yeah come yeah because yeah. I know um, for the first uh, vinyl Sunday I remember that was like a big um, surprise because I remember the way it was going to be, the way it was originally envisioned was we're going to have people in the space, but also like selling uh, vendors are surrounding the space, right, mm-hmm. on the patio. But then I guess it turned out that there were some permits that we had, that the the project had no idea we needed to get. Yeah. Um, and that turned into a thing. But they figured it out. But in order to make these run smoothly, like this is this is a learning experience. And now we can probably figure out for in, ahead of time, what do we yeah. need to get organized? And all this stuff, I think, is... It's all a steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all, especially for us, we yeah. don't know what we're doing. It's like our first time, and you're yeah. being thrown to the wolves. And exactly. There you go. Now you're at it. Yeah. 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 And a lot of that, I feel like a lot of this work is like that. Um, and I think you guys have a really good team that that is able to like take the punches and roll with them, and then mm-hmm. grow. Because it's really easy to get discouraged. Also, super easy. <laughs> I can. I, I know. Um, but okay, cool. So some of the so you got some the new space. You have you've had events there. What mm-hmm. was your favorite event that you've hosted so far? Uh, uh, Tobias hosts uh, healing circles uh, every Saturday. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, and tell me more about that. Those have been really cool. So it's it's based on sort of a little bit of like the narrative therapy concept where you kind of take your stories and you write them down uh, and you sort of you learn about yourself. Um, well, I can probably explain that way better than I can. That's just like the just surface yeah. explanation of it. But. Uh, what Tobias does is he hosts these circles for um, people who have gone out of prison, uh, men, women, uh, and then people who just want to help and just kind of facilitate space and listen to these stories in the same way. And right now these are closed sessions, right? As of now, yes. Okay. Uh, and we just finished one like cohort of them, so I think we're going to start up again pretty soon. But those circles are always really cool. And I go in every time. Uh, I, I haven't been to every single one, but the ones that I've been to... Tobias, like, 
it's just really cool. He has like rose oils, and he talks about Tupac and the rose that grew from concrete, and just how Tobias, Tobias yeah, and just listening to how much that means to him that that rose and those that Tupac poem. Um, it's always cool, and it reminds me of home because my brother is a huge Tupac fan. Okay, uh, and so has your brother I, gone to one of those? He hasn't been to one of those, but he does come out to the events that we have. He he just supports in any way that he can. He's like my biggest fan. Yeah. I love him for it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Uh, he's super cool. Um, but yeah, so I think about my brother every time that I'm there, and just to be able to have that privilege, right, to sit there and listen to these people who are sharing their stories and their testimonies after having been through some of the toughest things that you can go through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then t- to have people just open up. Uh, and to sit in a circle and just meditate for a bit and then just people part ways and it's just really cool I think to me that's been that's like the most grounding experience and not no no pun like Tobias makes us put our feet on the ground and and really be grounded to nice. what we're sharing um, but that's that really cool super magical too like very not magical let me backtrack <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very um, I'm trying to find a word to describe it I haven't gone to one of these so mm-hmm. I have no idea but yeah like uh, very grounding for yeah. sure but very um it's healing. Healing, yes. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I haven't been through that experience, but just listening to somebody else who shares that, either it will maybe trigger something in me or it, I'll have some sort of connection that somebody else shares. I'm sure it's also very humbling, too. Mm-hmm. Right? And humanizing, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. I'm uh, Tobias, this is for you. I'm waiting for you to invite me one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, uh, and maybe they'll be open. Maybe at some point they'll be open. I think he's trying to find more people to come on, uh, trying to figure out ways to facilitate that. Yeah, so definitely that's something to look out for. Cool. Yeah. That was really exciting. Yeah, I bet. Um, so now, what are some of the? So that's I guess we're getting we're getting into the more rewarding parts of this kind of work. What are some other rewarding stuff? So by way of that healing circle. Um, Yesterday we were just uh, I was telling you a little bit earlier We just went to John and Michelle Coltrane's house We were invited to have That's a circle crazy. there Yeah And Yeah I, I we, we ended up having a circle in the pool All of us who were invited uh, People from like SAG So you got in the water? The yeah we were in the water oh. um, And we held hands and we did a prayer with Michelle Who invited us over uh, Or Mickey I think is what they called her And she like opened up her home and she had led a prayer and it was just really cool to have that moment with everybody and I don't I don't even think we came full circle I don't know where we went like we were in the valley in John Michelle Coltrane's house and we were talking about his music and his saxophones and she asked what he she should do maybe with like some of his instruments and so that people can have access to either see them or she doesn't want to just keep them stored away yeah. Um, but that moment to me, I, I looked at Ellie and Eric. Uh, Ellie did a little bit of like a scat with her and they sang a little wow. bit. And her voice is, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, what is this? Tobias's excitement. Listening to Tobias tell us that he jumped into a pool after like, I think he said 30 years. He hadn't been into was a pool. Was that his first time? Yeah, since, since being locked yeah. up, you know, being away. Um, so that moment to me was just really cool to have that space, to see that we were all getting along, that we'd become family, that I think is, is was key. So that was really, really cool. Family. Yeah, family. That's where we're at. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And that's special. It wow. was. It was. Yeah, I just all of it. Like seeing, greeting everybody, seeing how happy everybody was to be there. Uh, even saying bye, right? You know when you're leaving a party and like you're leaving, but it takes you like half an hour to finally leave? Uh-huh. We had that. Uh, it was totally cool. 
Um, we're like, bye, bye, okay, once more outside and just cleaning up and everything was really cool, seeing everybody come together. And these are people that before yesterday didn't really know too much about each other, right? It's like Col- John Coltrane's granddaughter, you said? I think it was her, his granddaughter, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we didn't. She just, she, she had no idea who we were. We were in the pool at some point and she was like, so who are the grad students? And like myself, Ellie and Eric just put our hands up. We're like, that's us. <laughs> Um, and she was like, oh, okay, cool. And she asked everybody how we got involved, why we got involved. You're like, tune um, into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hear more about this story later. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. That, that was a lot of fun. Um, I think another cool thing that happened was for the Hauser Worth event, uh, Ellie, Jose, and Eric, um, Ellie, myself, and Jose edited a, a little journal, mm-hmm. like a zine. We, we started, it came off uh, like I, Jose's idea to make a zine, and then we edited a bunch of pieces and Dr. Roy took them into the prison and the guys uh, illustrated different Mm -hmm. pages so each book was unique and then they bound them by hand and the covers were all different and it was like this incredible piece of artwork that people could take home that was sharing the stories of these guys who are inside and to me that was one of the coolest things to see come together and we did it so quickly like everybody just did their part um that was really cool. The department was kind enough to buy one. Dr. Greenberg was the first one to purchase yeah. one for us, and that was amazing too. So I got a chance to to check one out because I had heard about these like handbound books mm-hmm. and and like, essentially personalized books, right? Yeah. Art, artisanal, right? That's our definition mm-hmm. of it, right? Um, and I just was blown away by how personal these were. Yeah. So I had a chance to check out one of these one of these notebooks and they were, I was just blown away by how personal personalized they were and how I felt super special just holding it because the guys illustrated directly onto the pages yeah and that was amazing yeah I don't think I've ever seen anything like that uh, Jose got his hands on one that it's it was in color it was illustrated in color it looks like it came out of like a copy machine like a color printer and it was all I think colored pencil wow. uh, it looks really cool I'll share the picture with you uh, but it's so lively and bright the coloring it's just so detailed it was really cool yeah and there were so many different ones I think we did 20 I want to okay. say we did 20 different ones and the guys took the time to just put in the work and design something special that people could take home yeah that's awesome um before we wrap up, I know, is there, is there an event that you want to talk about? Yeah, so uh, by way of that Hauser Worth event, we got in touch with someone who wanted to host an event at our space. Uh, I'm not exactly sure on the details of the title of the event, but it's a, a, their prison Polaroids. So it's pictures of the guys over time and their actual Polaroids from the prison. I think they're from Lancaster, uh, and it's hosted by Hauser Worth. Uh, it's going to be on September 7th, I want to say. So keep a lookout on like our social media so you can see. So wh- where later. do people find you? You can find us on Instagram at Words Uncaged. You can find us at wordsuncaged.com. And I think that's it. Is that the best place? Which one's, Out of the two, which one's the best place for the most updated stuff? Uh, definitely the Instagram. So our handle is just at Words Uncaged. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So I think that's it for now. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have you back for another one. Great. Thank you. But I'm really happy to have you back. I'm happy to be back. It's, Thank you for having me. It was me. great. Um, well, this is, again, this is your project also. Oh. Like We started it together. And <laughs> this is you. still yours. It's not... You know, it's a community <laughs> thing. So I'm really happy. So check us out on Sentences Podcast uh, on Instagram. And then if you want to shoot us an email, send us an email to sentencespodcast at gmail.com and listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, and make sure that you hit that like, comment, and rate and subscribe. I'm not sure what that is. But, you know, give us a comment. Give us some feedback. Check in with us. Yeah, and five stars. <laughs> there it is. That's the one, the five-star rating. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good job. See? You're back at it. Back at it again. All right. 
So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.